Hello everyone and welcome to the Photo Mama podcast, conversations on all things motherhood, photography and life. My name is Elsie Kifuengare, I'm a photographer and a mom of two. And I'm Ikojo Mercy Haruna, but you can call me Mercy. I'm also a photographer and a mom of two. Welcome back to another episode of Photo Mama podcast. We are going to be sharing with you an interview for our first guest. Shout out to our first guest. Okay, we won't say anything about who they are yet, but we'll introduce them to you shortly. We're super excited. But before we go into that, we just wanted to do a quick check-in. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, Elsie? I'm doing okay. I'm excited because now it's summer, the weather is getting better. No, I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> England. Okay, I'm the excited. Weather is not weathering. The, yeah, the weather is not weathering. Even I can't speak because I'm annoyed. <laughs> One minute uh, you're wearing light clothes, the next minute at night you're wearing socks, hoodie. You should see me I'm in my hoodie. You I'm have like, to bring layers, but then, especially when I go out with the kids, I don't want to carry layers and layers and bags of things. So mm. I'm like, I want to travel light. Yeah, well, you can't travel light. Make sure you bring your umbrella <laughs> just in case it decides to rain for no reason. Yeah, but um, well, at yeah. least there's a shift in the air. You know, it's not as cold. It, it's sunnier. That's um, true. Hay fever. Hay fever is pollen is here in full force. So that's how you know that summer is coming. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're you all was... right. Yes, yeah. I am fine. I am very, very well. Except of this weather not weathering, but yeah, I'm generally okay. I can say that. Yeah. How about you, Mercy? I'm good too. I feel like um, I'm going through a lot of adjustments in my life at the moment, but overall I can say I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm in a good mental place. That's really nice to hear. And I hope all our listeners who are listening, you're all doing great as well. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. And yeah, we can't wait to share with you. Yeah. We're so excited. <laughs> our guest on this episode is a lovely, lovely mama photographer who we, we've we both known through the Black Women Photographers community. If you don't know who we are, <laughs> we are a global collective of women photographers from all over the world. Community was started by a lovely lady called Polly Urungu in 2020 at the height of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's grown. We have over a thousand members from all over the world. And it's just so amazing to see the community grow. Yeah. So our guest today is someone who we've met through the community and known through her um, the community. And it's so great to have her feature on the episode and get to know her a bit more, get to know about her, her life as a mom, her life as a photographer, and how she's juggling and balancing. You know, you know, you know, all of that. <laughs> yeah. In line with that whole community vibe, she is very far away from us. So be ready, be ready. Yeah. And as always, at the end of every podcast, we always have our details on how you can join in the conversation, how you can follow us, how you can share the podcast. So please, please listen to this conversation, listen all the way to the end and to get those details. They're also on our show notes anyway. So yeah. So yeah, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. In today's episode, we are welcoming Montreal-based photographer Karine Isabel 
Jean-Baptiste. I hope we've said your name correctly. That is correct. <laughs> she is interested in capturing and recording the world around her. She worked as an engineer for many years before delving into the world of photography full time. She looks for elusive moments of magic that can appear and disappear in an instant within a scene or a human face. Her aim is to have these moments endure and express the depth of feeling that at times go unnoticed. Karine was awarded the photojournalism diversity grant by the newspaper La Presse in 2021 and received one of the inaugural grants by Black Women Photographers and Nikon USA in 2022. She was elected as a Woman of the Year in 2020 by Best Health Magazine for a photo project on Black women in healthcare. She has been featured in several publications like The Loop, uh, CTV National News, NPR, The Guardian, and many more. And her client list include La Presse, CBC, Globe and Mail, McGill University, Nonsense Magazine, Report on Business Magazine, and The Loop again. Karin is a recipient of several awards and grants, and the most recent being selected as the American Photography 39 winner for her image under the Mimosa, of which she has won in two previous editions. She has two children who are 14 and 11. Welcome to the podcast, Karin. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Is there anything we've missed? Is there anything you want to tell? <laughs> I think that's that's plenty. <laughs> yeah? I think it's plenty. Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Very accomplished. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. It's weird um, to have it read so back. It, it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's good to have your accomplishments read to you because sometimes you can get like you can get complacent. I, I don't know. Just you're like on to the next. And then it's, yeah, you're just like yes, exactly. Yeah, you win. You move on. Yeah. Someone else is sort of moving yeah. back. You're like, oh, I've done that. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, welcome. We, we're really excited to have you talk to us about your photography and your motherhood journey. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, let's begin. Yes, um, let's. We know about your photography. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about your motherhood journey. Oh, wow. So, uh, so my, my like you said, I have uh, a son that's 14. My daughter is 11. Um, about to turn 15 and 12 later this year. I'm so sorry. I'm fine. Don't be sorry. Karin is apologizing Tell- because her cat has just jumped on her shoulder. Because I know you can't... This is the strangest moment. Because because why now? Because why now? And so... I think... I think, I think is it a girl or a boy? It's a girl. Oh, she wants to get involved. She wants to get involved. She's like, what, what, so you think you're going to have a conversation and how to have me there? Okay. I don't think so. Um, so yeah, so, um, so they're turning, uh, 12 and 15. I started my photography very much, I think by taking their picture. Like I, I, I took pictures before I was a mom, but certainly becoming a mom got me to use my camera much more, I would say. And they were, part, it, it was funny because they they were very much involved in my decision as to whether I would do photography full-time or not. Uh, because it just seemed so crazy to do this when I had these, you know, obviously this this, this responsibility of being a mom. Uh, but about two years ago now, or yeah, two years ago now, we had a birthday party. I had a birthday, a surprise birthday party for me. And so my son was... Um, 13 at the time and he got up and he made the most beautiful speech 
and said, my mom, you know, stopped working. Uh, he said, I was fired. I wasn't fired, but he was like, you know, my mom stopped <laughs> working at this place and I'm so proud of her for deciding to do this. She looks happy. And I, when I wake up every day, like I feel inspired by the fact that she does this. And so it was sort of impromptu. And it was an interesting way to, to see how my decision to sort of pursue my dream was affecting them or him. And that was really, really touching. So uh, being a mom and getting to do this, but having them sort of, you know, embark with me on this has been really wonderful. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. Mm. I love that we're growing with them in yeah. our journeys, both yeah. as parents and as, as creatives. It's amazing. Yeah. I certainly feel the same way about growing up with my kids. As, as you know a little bit about me, I've gone to school and started my early career and done everything with them in tow. And it's, yeah, yeah. every day I look at them and I, I see the journey literally growing before my eyes. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it really yeah. is. It really is. Yeah, you spoke about your yeah. photography before you became a mom. Yeah. Why don't you talk us through that? So I was... Uh, yeah. yeah, so in, in high school, I remember taking a class on uh, darkroom photography. I mean, I don't think there was... A, there was no other kind. If, you know, if I'm, you know, revealing my age, that that was photography. <laughs> to me, the dark was, was to take photography. And I used to really enjoy it. I was always the... I was always the friend with the camera. You know, there was always the one. Mm. I was always the one. I brought my camera everywhere. I took pictures of everyone just because it always felt important to record moments. But it wasn't something that I took seriously. It was just something that I, 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 I liked doing. I thought it was important to record moments. And so I did that. But again, becoming a mom around, there was sort of like a shift because now... Yes, we had some, um, we're moving in towards digital. So that possibility of taking that many more uh, pictures, you know, mm. was sort of becoming available, right? And so the beauty with that is that they're always doing something interesting, right? In those early years, there's just, <laughs> every, early years, early months, everything. Everything is something that you want to record and be able to, to keep. And so I'd found a few softwares online and I'd, you know, edit the images and... I'd print everything and a lot of it was around recording them. So my, my pre-mom, my pre-mom photography was really very much about my friends. And as I became a mom, it sort of shifted inwards a lot. If only because I was spending the most time with them and they were, again, they, exactly. they had so much to give, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, and so they became my focus. Yeah. I was just saying that I feel like that's something that a lot of moms will probably relate to, mm. as in that because we spend so much time with our kids, they become the subject of our um, of our work. Absolutely, you know, if only to just document the the fleeting moments. Yeah, and they do, and I I I mean, as you know, it changes so fast. You know, I look at you know my daughter when we just brought her home. I look at her, you know, a month later. I look at her three months later. I mean, we're looking at a completely different baby. You know, her posture is different. Everything about them is so amazing. And they feel they feel worthy of taking the camera out. You know, you're exhausted. You may not have showered as much as you wanted. You're sleep deprived. You're wondering, how am I even walking around this world with so little sleep? But then they do something and you're like, oh yeah, okay, let, let, let me get the camera for this. <laughs> you know? 
Um, it yeah. feels like the, the camera and the kids sort of give you that extra push in a way. They do. They did for me anyway. Mm. What about you, Elsie? Did they, did your kids sort of push you to create? In those early days, I feel like if my kids, yeah, my, my kids were the thing that kept driving me to keep taking out the camera and keep going. Kind of, but not in the sense of what, like a photographer, photographer. I don't know how to explain this. I was just photographing like a mom. Okay. Yeah. Rather than a photographer. Yes, yeah. Yes. Just taking... Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, like in general. Yes. Like if I was to speak to any other mom, they would just mm-hmm. take all these fleeting moments, recording their first meal, yeah. you know, breastfeeding and all this stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, yeah, it's now that I'm, later when I settled into motherhood, that's when I started thinking like a photographer. Like, okay. Oh, by the way, yeah, <laughs> I should start taking pictures. Like That was definitely the same. That was the yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like... Like there's forethought, like before taking those images, mm-hmm. there's thought behind them. Like, but previously, when you're a mom, uh, there's no thought. You're just doing it just to record. Yes, the whole thing is just a record, a documentation yeah. of yeah. your life in this motherhood role. But now it's more like, no, I need to put some thought into this. <laughs> Which other <laughs> mom? Yeah, like you need to plan. Like even now my kids uh, are very conscious of the camera because I'm constantly photographing them and they're like, oh, she's bought out a camera again. <laughs> oh, I, I have a question for Karen about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you find that the relationship of your kids to the camera is changing as they grow older, as they're, that they're teenagers now, um, that they want to be photographed less and less and... Uh. How are you then replacing them so, being your subject with other things? Yeah, so so in the the so I was using the camera again because you know the kids were small and I was taking pictures like Elsie. It was it was about recording. It wasn't about art. It was really about you know making sure that I caught that. And so to illustrate that, my son, who's the eldest, I have a, a million pictures of. You know, my daughter. I mean, not not as not as many, just because it's like. Um, the novelty <laughs> wasn't there yeah, as yeah, much. It wore off. <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's yeah. not it's not the same the second time around. So there it's definitely a different experience. Um so I was really about, you know, their progress and whatnot. And in terms of, you know, being intentional and looking at it from a ph- photographer's eye, I would say it, it really came later. I totally, totally feel you on that because mm. I, I explained that's how I felt like for me recording documenting and then later on becoming photographer mom yeah <laughs> intentional yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think for me where that shifted was when people started asking me because I'd post on Instagram mm. you know I'd post and I'd post and I'd post and people would be like oh so do you want to talk do you want to come share about your body of work and I'm like body of work <laughs> It's a body of work. Okay, now I have to write a uh, artist statement to go with it yeah. and really start intentionally thinking about process. Like, what camera am I using? I was doing black and white anyway, so I felt like it naturally, that project actually naturally um, formed. Mm. I'm talking about This Is Home. It mm. naturally came out um, without me even trying too hard. Right. And maybe that's why I also enjoyed it because it was just kind of, it, it was um, organic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, with your work, Karine, how do you find yourself like navigating your photography journey? Is it constantly like photographing your motherhood journey and stories or you find yourself even picking up other projects and saying, okay, let me 
give this side of my life a rest and continue yeah. on with other projects. So photographing my children in a really sort of intentional way really started more, I would say, around the pandemic, just because they were my subjects. I mean, you know, we weren't seeing anybody, we weren't going anywhere. So I sort of turned the camera towards them in in that moment. And so that's how the project around the green dress, uh, the work between my daughter and my niece sort of came out of, you know, being in seclusion and, you know, getting them to, to be my models for the project because I had a lot of time observing them. I found there was something interesting in there. Uh, I didn't, I don't think I really set out when I was doing photography to really take my pic, the pictures of my kids. In fact, I, I didn't want them to be on social media at all. I didn't want pictures of them to be out there. That was sort of a decision my husband and I had made way back when we started having kids. Uh, you know, they're not, they're not on my Facebook. Like sometimes people would take pictures and tag them and, you know, I didn't want to be rude and I would, you know, I would let it slide, but it wasn't something that I, I wanted. But then when I thought, okay, well, we could do, I can have them in a lot of the shots, we don't see their faces. And when we do, I thought, okay, well, if we do it in a sort of an artistic way and there's sort of like a gray zone, you know, is it, is it, is it really them? Is it not them? I, I sort of wanted that because I, I didn't want them to be the focus, to be honest. But the, the interesting thing is, so the series, <laughs> I did a series with my daughter and my niece and, and one with my daughter and my mom. And it's funny because, so I have these pictures, they're great. And, you know, one of the pictures I used on my phone and my daughter was like, oh, well, does, does, uh. Uh, does my brother also have this kinds of picture? And I said, no. And she's like, oh, well, good then. <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, well Special. now. You, exactly. But then I'm like, no, okay, now I have to have him also. I have to think of a way of including him, if only out of fairness. Uh, <laughs> but I think, you know, <laughs> so the pandemic drove some of that. And, and you know, this uh, sibling rivalry is also driving <laughs> <laughs> using them as models. <laughs> Going back to the question that I had asked before was like, how are you navigating this teenage years? Yes. Uh, Both of my kids are very relaxed about taking pictures because I don't take them too often. Like they're not the, because they're not the main focus of the pictures and I really just take out my camera every once in a while, I think that they're more open to it. I think that they would be, I know my, knowing my children, then they would be if they were, if the camera was pointed at them constantly, you know, because they're teenagers. Uh, but even from young, they've always known that, you know, if they're not interested, if they don't want to, they're free to, 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 to say no. I've always asked before. And so they've come into their own even more and said, you know, if it happens sometimes, times it's okay all the time no yeah i love that and that's yeah. something to think about especially with those of us whose focus is on capturing motherhood and family mm -hmm. but like specifically our own family yes yeah. at what point do you start to like respect them and what and sort of take seriously their own decisions i think i've, I've told the story a few times but mm. I, I'll, I'll share it yeah. again when my son was six i was taking a I posted a video of him on stories and I and then I turned to him and I was like, look, look, everyone loves your video. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he said, oh, mom, could you ask me next time before you post, please? And that was like, oh, okay. okay. He was six. Wow. I was like, well, I guess I'm doing something right. Yes. But I, I didn't expect it so early that, you know, he would start to under, start to exert his agency. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I don't want to be photographed every time. And that made me rethink what I was doing. Like, do I really want them to be the focus of my work? If so, how? Mm-hmm. And if I do document them, is it something that I want to show the world or is it just something that we keep for ourselves? Because that's... Right. Because there's a difference. Too. Work yeah. that we make for ourselves is also valid, as valid as work that is exhibited. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's also really important to constantly have these conversations with family members, not mm-hmm. just our kids, mm-hmm. even like uh, older family members or p- uh, peer level yeah. <laughs> family members. <laughs> like every every situation we find ourselves in, as photographers, I think ethically we should be conscious of asking for permission even if it's not verbally said yeah the minute you walk into a room because everybody in my circle know i'm a photographer but the minute i whip up my camera they're all already posing and everything which i don't like i'm always pointing that out i don't like post photographs just be yourself just be comfortable yeah when i want post photographs i'll ask i'll say stand here do this do yeah that. but yeah i do understand the whole permission, asking for permission. And I love that the fact that our kids are learning to set their own mm. boundaries yeah. with regards to Absolutely. that and being shown into social media, which mm-hmm. nowadays can be a <laughs> minefield. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've, absolutely. And I've seen the, the weirdest comment i'll give you an example. So there's a picture of my niece and my daughter, and they're running. It's called Chasing Joy. And I, you know, I went somewhere and I saw, so showed this picture. And so, you know, as I'm talking about the image, I explain my daughter is 10, my niece is 14 on this picture, blah, 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 blah. And so I say, you know, this is the picture. This is why I love it. Blah, blah. And, and you know, one of the gentlemen is like, oh, it's almost sensual. I was like, they're 10 and 14, right? No. So <laughs> it's, it's a, it's, it's a picture of their feet. There's nothing, I don't know, there, there's nothing to the image other than the emotion of them running for me when, when I look at it. And the reason I bring this up is because you never know how people are mm-hmm. interpreting images of your children. And that's why that's right. I, it reminded me again of why I'm so protective and why I'm very, we need to be aware mm. of the people that are following us and <laughs> Sort of what they're, they're, no, I mean, because you're yeah, like, this is innocuous. Right. There's nothing yeah. here. And yet, and yet, yeah. you know, this is, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. Honestly, mm. it's something that I've been thinking about a lot and it, it does stop me from, from sharing my work because again, because I spend so much time with my kids, yeah, they're automatically the subject of my work. Of but course. A lot of times I have to hang back and think, uh, do I want to post that? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Nah. Go do something else. And so, I'm, I'm, you know, every day I'm thinking, oh, maybe I need to just move away from document. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Of course. I don't need to. Everything does not. Everything needs to go on Instagram or, or mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be on your website. Media. It can be, you know, I, I mm-hmm. find that for some people, the ease makes it easy to, to, to comment things that they wouldn't if they had to search. I'm, because it's a project and it's on your website, it feels different, I think, some, for mm-hmm. some people than it does on, on social media. I've thought about that mm-hmm. because people can be strange. <laughs> strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so true. This is almost like you talking about a challenge uh, with regards to your photography mm-hmm. and motherhood. Can you 
go into more depth about what else have you faced with regards to juggling both careers yeah careers let us say careers very lightly yeah (laughs) no because because i mean obviously the biggest challenge when they were younger was really you know around child care you know i'm going to be gone for x amount of time can somebody watch them as my oldest has gotten older it's become easier because he you know he's he's responsible enough uh you know to stay home and he can stay with my daughter and so it's made it easier but those long stretches when they were younger was difficult because who's gonna you know i need to go i need to do this so it felt like my movement was a little bit impeded by the fact that you know the, the children were so young i know some people can bring their kids I'd never felt like my kids were good candidates for that just because they're high energy, <laughs> you know. Um, I love the way you put that. Yeah. <laughs> candidates. <laughs> you know your kids. You know. They're very curious. You know, they want to get in there. Or if not, for me, it was a distraction. You know, like I, 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 I need to, and that's what I realized. Even working with an assistant, I think for me, is a little bit more complicated. I... I'm very much in my thought. I need to be focusing on something. I I find it hard for for people to have conversations with me when I'm 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 trying to take pictures. And I'm not talking about the subject. I'm really talking about people that could be around. I know that I get distracted easily, and so having the children with me would be very difficult for me to be able to do a good job. You know, I've I've had people yeah. be very kind and say, you know, bring them along. Um, you know, if it's if it's going to be complicated, and the answer almost always is no. Mm, I totally, totally feel I you. Agree. You know, <laughs> because and you it's know, also me kids. time, right? And it's me time. It's also- yeah, yeah. And I want to be. I want to give my best to you know my subject, my client, whatever the case may be. I don't want them to feel like I'm distracted because I know that I would be distracted and I don't feel like I would be doing a good job if I was, if my mind was in two places at once. I was going through your website and I really wanted to talk to you about some of your projects. Mm. Like uh, when we introduced you in the intro, like you've won a few awards mm. and grants through your projects, especially the Black Women in Health yeah. project. Do you want to talk us through how that project came about? What was your process? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that project was in 2020. So it was Black women in, in healthcare, as you know. I was home at the time. Uh, my husband likes to make fun of me because I was, you know, home, not wanting to go anywhere. And he would say, you know, you can step outside. COVID is not waiting on the other side of the door to kind of like jump on your back <laughs> and infect you. I was like, okay, so you say. <laughs> and so... um I was, but I was talking to friends because, you know, we're doing a lot of Zooms and stuff like that and we're on Messenger and I was talking to friends who were in the healthcare field. Some of them were terrified. They had no choice but to go to work. You know, that's their job. And I had people who, you know, used to be school psychologists who all of a sudden, you know, were in long-term, were asked to go into long-term health facilities because they, they needed people right? Their services were no longer required in schools. They needed to treat people. And so again, you know, it was the whole suiting up in a way, you know, they were wrapping their hair, putting on the mask, and they were terrified. And as I'm listening to them tell their stories, I'm watching the news and I don't see them on the news, right? Because when they're interviewing people, they're talking to these white women and if I do see them on screen, you know, they're somewhere in the back, maybe talking to someone else, but there's there's never that interaction. And when there was an interaction, it was a lot about, you know, refugees 
or people who were in a precarious uh, situation because of their immigration who were working, sort of devoting themselves. And that sort of felt like a paternalistic way of, of, of looking at these people. And I'm, th- I'm thinking, you know, I know people who do all kinds of things in the system and why am I not seeing them? And the more I thought about it, the more I realized if it's not documented, it doesn't exist. When we look back on this period, is it going to be easy to say they were never there? You know, what did they bring to us? And I thought, no, I need I, I need to do that. Even though I didn't feel like I, I, my skills were up to par, I, I really didn't feel confident. I kept thinking, well, who's going to do this? If it's not me, who? And so that got me started. And so I went on Facebook. I reached out to some friends. I said, okay, guys, this is what I'm doing. If you are a black woman in healthcare, I don't care what you do. You might be a pharmacist. If you are whatever care you're actually doing during COVID, I want to speak to you. And so that sort of got the ball rolling. And so because I was nervous, I started photographing the women in my backyard. You know, and, and, and back then, you know, <laughs> I'm laughing because back then the uh, hairdressers were still closed. And so a lot of them said, okay, look, I hear, you know, uh, hairdressers are going to be open again in maybe two weeks. Give me a chance to, you know, black women in their hair. And <laughs> like, give me, a- <laughs> yeah. give me a chance to sit with someone first and then, and then we can start. So that was delayed a bit because people were like, I'm not looking my best. When I feel I'm up to par, I'll sit for you. And the response was amazing. And so I started photographing them and posting on Instagram. And I remember one woman in particular said, I wish more people could see them. So they started sharing those images. And she, uh, one of them knew someone who worked at our local TV station and said, oh, you know, maybe he could do a write-up for you. And I was, you know, people say things. I was like, oh, well, that's nice. Thank you. You know, he actually called. We did the interview. He published it on the Thursday. And that day, oh no, I think it was Friday morning. And on that day, another news station called and said, you know, we would love to to, to speak with you. Yes, of course. We said yes. On the Sunday, I had another uh, TV station. This time it was going to be a TV interview. They wanted to talk to me. I said, okay. Uh, my my answer was always yes. You know, whatever opportunity, don't hesitate. Am I ready? No. Is my hair perfect? No. It's fine. We'll do the interview. Anyways, we did the interview. She said, it'll be uh, on TV at five. And then she called me back. She said, well, you know, we're not going to be doing it at five. We're going to be on at 11, but now it's going to be national. So instead of just a local broadcast, it's going to be Canada coast to coast. So we're talking about, you know, from Newfoundland, from the East coast of Canada to the West coast. And I thought, oh my God. And when you, I I don't know how the news is in the UK, but they start the, you know, the presenter will start with like, you know, the, the two main stories or the three main stories. And I was one of them. And I was so moved, not because, sorry, I get emotional, not because I, I got to be interviewed, although that was really nice. It was finally getting these women to be seen. And once it was aired, so many women reached out and said, we finally feel seen and heard. We've worked in this industry for so long, always to the side, not heard, not appreciated. And with this we finally see each other. And people were sending them loveliest emails saying, you know, my, my boss saw saw the, 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 um, the interview and wanted to thank me for my work. Uh, my friends are telling me, keep up the good job. And it was so moving. And I ha- got to hear so, so many amazing stories of just people feeling like we exist. We're appreciated. Thank you. Mm. I mean, what more? I mean, you know, I'd always thought oh, I would love to do some documentary work, not understanding really 
how it's done, but feeling like whatever work you've done makes a difference and it has an impact on people's life. That's like, that was fantastic. I love this so much. Well, I'm ready I'm to go with you. Are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, I love what you said there about if not you, then who? Mm-hmm. Like if you don't do this project, then who? Because it, it's so important that we document the places and the stories that we have access to. Because if we don't, then someone else who is some rando is going to come yeah. and document those stories. Yeah. And we should be telling our stories. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful that you took the ball by the horns <laughs> and did it because yeah. now people who wouldn't have been seen because no one else thought to do it yeah. are being seen. And if it's I amazing. can just add, there was mm. there were there was one woman who said, I don't know, in life 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 is different for everybody. Her husband had left her, whatever, just a little bit before the pandemic. She's like, I finally felt beautiful, felt worthy. Like she, she gets up, you know, at four o'clock in the morning to be able to be at her job at five thirty, And she said, I finally got to see myself and other people got to see me and I felt beautiful. And I was like, I mean, what, what other thanks is there? You know, uh, um, yeah. if oh, only from think. that, I was like, okay, it, this, this was worth it. That's and let this be a lesson. Yeah. And let this be a lesson to anyone listening and thinking, oh, I'm just a small timer just doing whatever in my corner. No. The work that you're doing is very important because no one else is doing it. Yes. And you just don't know whose lives you're changing, whose stories that would have gone untold that you're telling. Yeah. So keep at it. Don't get discouraged because you're mom somewhere. Oh, there's no none of that. I'm just a mom business. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Do that or, project. Or thinking that, that oh, project. somebody else has done it. Why am I doing it? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, the way they've done it. Is, might be different from the way you're going to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Because when I saw, I think there was, I think Vogue had done a cover with a healthcare worker. And I thought, oh my God, this is so good. You know, there's no, there's no way. And so when I submitted the images to American Photography, you know, I sub- submitted a series and they took that. I thought, oh, wow. Okay. You know, it's not bad. And another thing you said that was interesting is that you, you did it anyway. Right. Because I, I, because it's, you know, the, the, People say that, you know, you do it scared, but it's really true. You, you never, especially as a creative, I think you, you second guess yourself. I mean, I, I maybe I should just speak for myself. I second guess myself a lot, you know, because I have this vision in my mind. And sometimes it feels like there's such a gap between what I envision and what I can produce. But you do it and you do it scared, but it's done, right? Because you can have all the most amazing ideas, but if they stay in your folder or they stay trapped in your mind, it doesn't, mm. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't go anything anywhere. The other project that I really, really like to dive into is the green dress. Mm. What is this green dress? <laughs> seeing it everywhere. <laughs> That image is so beautiful. Like, Thank you. Talk us through it. So I was thrift shopping and I went into the store. I mean, it's it's real. It's not a fancy thrift store at all. It's just a regular, degular store. And I walk in, and the most amazing green dress is hanging there. And I thought, I this must come home with me. That's it. I mean, you know, I don't even need to look at anywhere. I would have fought someone for that dress. I can tell you that right now. And so I did a little bit of research. Come to find out. 
you know, it's made in 1942 by this Canadian designer. And, you know, it's the same year my mom was born in Haiti. And the the, the dress is in absolute immaculate condition. So whomever had the dress prior to my to me loved that dress because for it to be that old and to be as well taken care of, it mattered to someone. And so as I was sitting there, I thought, wouldn't isn't this truly Canadian? You know, Canadian dress made by a Canadian designer. And here it is in the hands of this woman whose daughter emigrated from Haiti. And I get to have it in my home and hopefully pass it on to my daughter someday because it really is like a, a, a gorgeous piece of couture. And as I was thinking, I thought, you know, maybe I could get my daughter to wear it. Maybe I could get my mom to wear it. You know, the next person to wear it should be me. But really, truly, um, <laughs> you know, part of being a mom, this is my daughter's cat. Uh, <laughs> I did not want a cat, but here we are today. <laughs> and so, uh, and so I just started, I, I had her take the picture and there was something about the light that just felt so beautiful in that moment. I thought, yeah you know what, I think I have something there. And so I posed her in different ways, played with the light a little bit, and I thought, okay, this is something. But it, it can only work if my mom can also be in the dress. And so I got her to wear the dress. Obviously, you know, I think the end is is having me in the dress, but currently does not fit, so we need to figure out a way to make it work. <laughs> I know I bought it for me. Come on, girl. You know? <laughs> But it feels like an heirloom, even though it's not really one. But the way that it connects all three of us felt so beautiful. And I thought, oh, yeah, you know, I want to be able to, to, to put that out there and share that. And I mm. wanted, especially the pictures with my, my, my daughter, the, I had set up these, uh, these sort of form, foam cores. And the light, the way that the light was coming in felt very almost Van Gogh. It felt like a, almost like a Renaissance painting in a way because the light was so soft. Off. And so I'm using a, a, a 50 mil art lens and, you know, aperture is maybe 1.4 and it just feels like it feel the texture a little bit more. It feels kind of, there's a warmth to the image, even though it's not necessarily, you know, it's not a yellow, but there's a warmth in, in the emotion uh, that I was able to capture in that way. And it's probably one of my favorite images. It's truly stunning. Thank you. Thank you. It's really, really beautiful, especially my... I, I don't know. My favorite has to be the one with the flowers. Like, yeah. Um, the flowers. Because I think cause we were constantly seeing the image. Uh, but I still, there's something about it. Um, like you said, the way the light is uh, on your daughter and also on the flowers. Mm. The flowers are in front of her face. The whole conversation of you wanting your kids to be in front of the camera, but not necessarily seeing them. Yeah. You just know that they're there, not yeah. seeing their face. Um, yeah, it's, there's something about that to be spoken about. Yeah, if you're listening, please go on to Karen's website and have a look at the work and all of our work that we've mentioned in the podcast. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. The um the the one with the flowers is I had submitted that to CNN for 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 Mother's Day last year and the the person who selected it said sort of like you she said there's something about there's a mystery because the, because we don't see her face it gives anyone an opportunity to sort of be there right 
there's um mm-hmm. the anonymity adds to 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 the image in that way yeah thank you thank you so much for sharing Masi, do you want to add yeah is there um is there anything you're working on right now that you'd like to share with us yeah so i've there are two projects that i've been working on well that i want to work on so one of them is so i had started so when i won the grant for black women photographers it was around you know community and the haitian community that migrated to to, to quebec and so as time has gone on i've wanted to shift it a little bit because i realized that the deeply personal feels universal in a way and i was going too broad even though i had taken images it didn't feel right and so my godmother passed away uh two years ago now and i wanted to tell the story of how um my mom my godmother my aunt and another good friend of them lived together in in uh, Montreal when they first emigrated. And so I really want to f- center the story around, you know, what it was like when they first came, you know, that the support system that they, they built together. And so that's one of the projects that I'm working on. We hadn't seen my aunt in, you know, ever since COVID had come because she lives in the U.S. And so I started taking images. And so she's coming again this summer and we're going to be together and I'm hoping that I can add to 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 the body of work in that way so that's mm-hmm. one of the projects and the other one is about the neighborhood that I live in and I really want to because this so I'm going to be do, using film for the first time in a long long time so I'm a little bit nervous I won't lie about uh getting it right getting the sorry getting the exposure right uh I, I'm, you know, so, so which is why I, 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 I've been delaying it for so long because I think I'm, I'm nervous. And so mm. not so much about meeting the people, but about using the camera. And I know that I have to use it and, and expect to fail, but I have to be honest. I think that's scary to me. And the whole overthinking that us creatives always have. <laughs> We're always overthinking things. Don't. Just do it. Just do it. I know. I know. I I look at that camera every day. It's sitting right there. The the, the weather is beautiful. And I'm like... Just go out and... Yeah. Practice lots more. Experiment. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, film is expensive, ladies. This is not not a cheap mistake. (laughs) It is. It is. Um, Try and find some cheap film. I know. Yes. I know that doesn't help. <laughs> You'll be fine. You do great, and we can't wait to we can't wait to see the outcome of, of both projects. Thank you. Excited to see. It. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So please do share it with us. And so I will share it with the audience. And yeah, I guess we should probably wrap this up. I've really enjoyed the conversation and getting to know you better. We've we've kind of known each other and known of each other online for a while now. So it's really good to to meet you and talk to you and know you a little bit better. Likewise. Again, yeah, it's been a long, long time since we've talked to each other. I mean, <laughs> as in the whole motherhood life, like knocking us for six. Yes. <laughs> but yes. I really appreciate these small opportunities to come together and just have this conversation. So thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for gracing us with your presence. But before we go, we have some fire questions we're going to ask sure. you right now. So are you ready? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Marcy, take it <laughs> Karen, um, what music, book, or podcast are you currently listening to? I just finished Bear by Prince Harry. Did you like it? I did like it. Do you recommend? I would recommend, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, second question, if you weren't a photographer, what would you be? Well, uh, I would, would I go back to being an engineer? I guess. Okay. I mean, I... <laughs> 
<laughs> there's always that to fall back on, I guess you could say. <laughs> What kind of engineer were you? I was an industrial engineer. So it was about optimization and continuous improvement. Women in tech. Women in tech. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much, Karin, for joining us and having this conversation with us. We really do appreciate having you with us in this podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the platform. You guys are doing amazing work. Uh, It's not easy. I know when you have children running around, you know, there's a lot of planning involved. It's a lot, but the work is appreciated. The work is appreciated. You know, having that opportunity to speak, to hear you guys, to hear other people speak about their experience is really moving. Thank you. you. (laughs) That's the boost we needed, right, Elsie? (laughs) Yes, the boost we really needed. Honestly, we can't be having these conversations on the back end and then not sharing it. So, yeah, much appreciated. Mm. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. So, if you're interested in joining the conversations, we have a Google form you can fill out in our show notes. If where you're listening to this podcast does not support show notes, you can find the form on our website, www.photomamapodcast.com. And if you have any questions, you can email us at photomamapodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at photomamapod. See you on the next episode. Bye. See you on the next episode. Bye.